All right, hey everybody. Uh, this is uh, Jordan McConnell uh, with, the, with the Crohn's Veteran Podcast. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host CJ Cabrera and Renika Wood. Uh, today we are very grateful to have um, an awesome guy, my my cousin, uh, the uh, executive director of the Greater Grove Hall Main Streets, and uh, and also the, uh, the 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 creator and founder of uh, Sunday Celebrations. And so he and so uh, my cousin Ed Gaskin. Hi, Ed. Welcome, man. Uh, welcome. I'm glad to be here with the Crone Veterans Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming. I'm willing to rock with you guys. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, great. Well, you know, well, <clears throat> well, first things first, you know, uh, tell, uh, tell the people, you know, a little bit about yourself and, you know, and, uh, and what you'd like to talk about today. Uh, I'm originally from Michigan. Um, so as a Midwesterner, uh, I can tell you that at one time growing up, uh, I got a blue ribbon for the okra I grew in my garden. Awesome. <laughs> I, was number, I was a number of 4-H, you know, those kind of things, Cub Scouts. Um, so uh, the typical kind of part of the Midwest, it's not like a, the urban part of the Midwest. Um, so growing up, we had about a, a half an acre of... Um, of a vegetable garden, it's so it's both fruits and vegetables, and uh, that's relevant to um, the stories and stuff that we'll talk about today. Uh, I remember one time uh, I was coming down to the kitchen, and my father said something like, um, "You don't know uh, how fortunate you are because you can walk into the backyard and get fresh fruits and vegetables anytime you want." Mm -hmm. And I thought that was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard of because if I walked two blocks, I could get them from the grocery store and I wouldn't have to plant them, seed them, weed them, harvest them, right, right, and freeze right. and all the other work. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, why would that doesn't even make any sense? But now looking back on it, I can understand and appreciate um, the wisdom in that comment. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. I just had a person tell me one time, they said, you were, an you were a suburban kid with an urban mentality. Ah, uh, mm, mm. I mean, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, there's all these food deserts and stuff now, you know, like where people yeah. just have, yeah, just no, yeah, like no access to, you know, the that, yeah, you know, healthy fruits and vegetables, and so, yeah, that that is kind of a blessing to get yeah, to have that. I know. I would. Look, I tried to uh, call myself growing a um <laughs> some cucumbers on my patio, but now, how do you grew up a cucumber. <laughs> It did not work out like I wanted it to. <laughs> I was like, my sister said, you got to make sure you, I was like, you told me to put them in the, in the pot and let them, they'll work by themselves. They did, they didn't, they didn't make it. I think cactus be easier than cucumbers where I think. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, like um, a little guy um, decided that he wanted to grow like, um, I think watermelons or something like in the backyard because because we got some seeds and so you know we all went in the backyard and just like it, it, like dug a little hole in the back and put the little seeds in there so as so a night wants to water like just just water these random seeds in the backyard and like and like hope that happens and so it's pretty funny. I hope one grow for him and it'd be so cute. Right? Like, oh my god, Dad, look at this! I know, I know. Awesome. I think the only time I ever grew something was like in fourth grade, <laughs> and it was like a little plan. It was an assignment, but right. it grew. It grew. Right. <laughs> was it a potato you put in the water? Little, um, nah, it was like a, it was like a bean. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> like a bean. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. You know, uh, it's the artistry behind gardening and planting things and for to grow mm-hmm. and nourish it and nurture it. You know, uh, if you don't know what you're doing, you really can mess something up. My sister, they grew something. Um, I think it was asparagus, but they said that they it's too many of them grew. They just grew all in the other crops and it was growing like wow, so wow. They. Just, yeah, <laughs> They want to give me all these zucchini. I'm so tired of eating zucchini. I said, no, I'm fine. <laughs> they, 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 grew, they grew a lot. They grew fast. So. Well, um, well uh, awesome. Well, like, tell us um, a little bit about um, Sunday celebrations and, you know, and, you know, and where, they, you know, where the idea came from that and, you know, and, you know, and what you hope to do with it. Thank you. So, uh, so I am Ed Gaskin. I am the founder of uh, Sunday Celebrations. And uh the idea was is that I had worked for other people for a long time until I wanted to uh I wanted to have my own business and I wanted to I preferred I used to be senior vice president of a food company, uh Dancing Deer. And I thought of all the things I've done in life, I'd love to have my own food business. And I wanted it to do three things. I wanted it to make um, gourmet food, sort of rare, if not unique flavor profiles that were like award-winning. I wanted it to be healthy, and I wanted it to be socially responsible. So those are the three things that I, I focused on. Um, and I was studying and studying and studying, and then one day when I was researching, I realized that, um, that basically most diet-related diseases fell in the categories of type 2 diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease and a cancer and it was about um in the 70 something six percent of all diet related diseases even though there's a lot more and that they were caused by basically the consumption of too much salt too much fat and too much sugar and so that's why you know uh you know too much sugar usually leads to type 2 diabetes too much fat typically leads to uh cardiovascular disease etc and salt is highly related to uh, hypertension so most Americans, um, their recommendation is that you don't have more than 2,400 milligrams of sodium per day. Most Americans are at over 4,000. So that's really like a top wow. level, but you do it day after day after day after day after day, and eventually it catches up to you. It's the same thing with the amount of sugar. You know, you don't actually need, you need like, your body needs like zero added sugar. And um, most people are at like 22 grams or whatever. It's, it's a ton. So if you drink one Coke, that's that's basically like the upper limit of how much sugar you should have for the day period so anyway so the idea was understanding the relationship between um diet and disease and then uh what i realized is like i said between the salt fat and sugar so i just said okay i'm going to start my own food company and i'm just going to make sure that it has no salt fat or sugar in it and so mm-hmm. Because I didn't necessarily have an understanding of food chemistry at the time, I didn't appreciate what that meant. So if you're at all familiar with like Western style cooking, like um, that you might see from a, a French restaurant, right? You know, Bernays sauce, Hollandaise sauce, chocolate mousse, whatever. That's all fat stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, like uh, that's lots of sugar. So it's typically very decadent, very caloric and stuff like that. So. How are you going to, on one hand, make stuff that's typically thought of as or gourmet, which was my goal. Remember, I told you it was one of the three goals, but also make stuff that was healthy in a way that wasn't killing people. Um, right. So that was, that was the, the original mission. And as I was working on it, I basically said um, that I wanted the 
food to be um, inclusive. And so understanding that uh, the large percentage, I forget the number of my head, the large percentage of Americans that have an allergy to one of the top eight allergens. So people who have a gluten intolerance, uh, a dairy intolerance, a soy intolerance, um, nuts, uh, peanuts, uh, uh, shellfish, fish, etc. the top eight allergens. And I said, uh, like, wow, why would we go to all this trouble to make something that was healthy and then still exclude a large percentage of the population because they can't have it because of their allergies. So, um, it, because I, this is one of those things that because I didn't know that I was trying to do the impossible, I actually succeeded. So if somebody would have told somebody like you, you can't use any dairy, any fat, any sugar, um, you can't use any, uh, all these things, but we want you to make a gourmet product, um, you probably wouldn't have, you said, well, I can't, that's, that's impossible, there's too many restrictions. And I always laugh because sometimes if you always watch those cooking shows where they give you like the three things, like the like the chef shows, whatever, mm. they say, here, create a dish with this. So it was almost it was almost kind of like that kind of challenge. Um, so what it, what I did at the end is I started out with um, salad dressings and marinades. Those were the first products I came out with. And people would always joke with me. They'd say, well, Ed, like, given how many things that you're doing, right? It's going to be vegan. It's going to be all natural. It's going to be, you know, it's, and have all these other restrictions. You know, it, it, are you using cardboard? Like what else is there left to, to work <laughs> And so the first products on the salad dressing side were things like uh, mimosa, uh, strawberries and champagne, carrot, orange, grand marsala, watermelon gazpacho, uh, tomato with virgin Mary spices, uh, sangria, uh, etc. And the trick is, is that everything that I developed from then on, I basically uh, used fruit juice as a way, as the base. So if you took fruit juice, um, you could make all these different kinds of things with it. And because fruits, uh, fruits or vegetables are, um, are basically, they're, they're, they're vegan, they're right. plant-based, they only have the natural sugar that's in them. Uh, they're not there's no allergens unless you're like making something from soy and so it fit all those different kinds of criteria and the same thing on the um on the marinades so i made black cherry sweet and sour sauce i made a plum ginger chai i made um, mango jerk uh, etc and so now you were able to have uh, all these marinades that, that fit the same category and so once i understood the food chemistry that was involved the issue was um, what other categories could we do? So, for example, um, teriyaki sauce is typically made with a lot of sodium and it's made with soy. So could I make a teriyaki soy sauce using neither soy nor sodium? And I was, I, I did raspberry teriyaki. Um, okay. And then um, something like um, chimichurri, for instance, is, is made with a lot of fat. So could I make a fat-free chimichurri? And I did. I did chimichurri with um, pineapple and lime. And um, you know, like talking about gravy is typically made with fat. So could I make could I make a fat-free gravy? And I mentioned the other day that I did it with um, cranberries and apples. So so like that would be a great one for for, for fall if you were having something like turkey. And, um, but now you're talking about, you're talking about a gravy that has 0% fat in it. Um, 
And so it doesn't have like the fat drippings. It doesn't have, you know, all the other kind of ways that we'd make that. But the idea was, was to do it in category after category. So could I, could I make jelly, which is about 65% sugar with no sugar, which I was able <laughs> to do. Um, so the idea was to demonstrate that you could make gourmet products in a, in a number of different categories with these gourmet flavor profiles um, that were clearly going to be healthier than what could consistently existed in terms of its relationship to diet-related disease. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking like I can put that on some chicken, some shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to connect with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh. like I'm a good cook, but them sauces, I'm like, this sounds good with some chicken and some fish right about now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah, that does sound awesome, especially the marinades and stuff. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. I kind of kind of want some, like, like um. So I mean, so we have with so with uh, Crohn's disease and uh, and and like ulcerative colitis. There's a, a big long list of you know things that you know just you know don't work very well for you know for the average person with you know Everything. these condi- yeah these conditions. Yeah, I mean, Everything. so Literally. exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so I mean, that's probably one thing that stood out when we were talking, you know, during the re- during you know our reunion and stuff is that you know. All the things it, it sounds like a Crohn's disease list of all the things that you can't have type thing. Right. And so, and so um, yeah, because you know, but um, so is there you know with stuff like uh, not not being able to have like you know beans or uh, spicy foods or fried foods or yeah carbonated things you know um, you know have you you know would you be interested in you know kind of tailoring any of your products to you know people with you know IBD or is there anything that you think off the top of your head that you think that you've developed that might be, you know, IBD friendly? Well, again, remember, if you think of the list of the stuff that's not included, the only thing that you mentioned, in other words, if, if I'm doing something that's plant-based, it's mm. basically a, a juice of some type, it's vegan, um, it's all natural, it's, um, like I said, little or no salt, fat, or sugar, and none of the top eight allergens, right? So you don't have the gluten there. So the only thing that would be even potentially an issue for the um, somebody who had IBD, as you were talking about, or Crohn's, might be the spices on some of the, uh, either the marinades or stuff like that. But the issue is, is that I've always um, tried to formulate them as mild because people always want to make things hotter, but if you have something that's hot, you can't make it less mild. So people can always add hot sauce. If you've noticed, black people always have hot sauce in, somewhere around that they're like trying to spice it up. So in my case, it, it allowed people to, to make it hotter, and, and therefore I felt that there was a bigger market for just keeping it mild. So like I said, so the ones that I mentioned was the carrot orange gram marsala. If you're if you're familiar with Indian food, that's mm-hmm. not that's not a particularly spicy one. And even there, what I focus on is the carrot and the orange with a little bit of the spice just to just to give it some flavor. And the same thing with the um, the um, tomato with Virgin Mary spices. So if you're used to drinking Bloody Marys, you know you can have it spicy or you can have it hot. But mine was just the idea to give the tomato juice basically some flavor. Sounds good. Awesome. Um, oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, yeah. So, like, uh, have you, um, you know, thought about, you know, like, you know, bottling this stuff up, or, or have you? And you know, have you, you know, um, you know, thought about, you know, or putting the effort into, you know, putting it in stores, or you know, setting up a website, or you know, anything like that to, you know, for. People? Um. So the so there's a yes and no. I, 
uh, so originally when I came up with this stuff, probably about five years ago, I had, I had a friend kind of like you, or maybe Renika up there, who said, you got to go to Whole Foods with this stuff. So, you know, they, they got on me. So we went there, and I had like 22 of these little jars. And I was meeting with the buyer, and they, 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 um, they tried every one of them. And um, the guy said, we'll take everything here. And, um, and he said, here's the paper to fill out, and et cetera, et cetera. And um, I did with all budding entrepreneurs do. I never came back. <laughs> so um, so that's, that's, that's one of my, my sad stories in life. But I, I plan on uh, re-approaching re that. But what he said was very interesting. He told me why they were interested in the products. He said, um, A, the products that you have are different than what we have on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So if I had, you know, Thousand Island, Blue Cheese, France, Caesar, all those, he said, you know, we already have a bunch of those. We don't have a carrot, orange, grandma, sala, and a watermelon gazpacho, right? So, so just from a flavor profile, it's different than what we have. So that's why we're interested. And the second thing was, um, it's healthier than what we have. We don't have anything that's that healthy. So like if you took my nutritional statements and you read them, it would be total fat, zero. And then all the zeros in terms of salt, fat, sugar, they're all zeros. There's like nothing there because it's just fruit. Mm -hmm. And so he said, you know, it's healthier than what we have. So on those two things, um, that's why we'd be interested. He also told me something that I thought was interesting. And he said, whatever you do, don't market, as, don't market the products as healthy. <laughs> and, um, and I was sort of curious because I said, well, isn't this Whole Foods? He said, nobody eats healthy stuff. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, that's why the, um, the brown rice tacos go out of code because they just sit on the shelf. Nobody wants to eat that. And um, so... He was basically telling me focus on the gourmet side, not the healthy side. So, um, so I do have samples. Um, I've taken them to various kinds of celebrity chefs and all that, and and they've you know they've said yeah this is this is really good because uh, I you know sometimes you you have a way of um, convincing yourself that you have something that's better than what you think it is. So I've had uh, numerous external taste tests from people who've done a blind taste tests, whatever. Um, and they, they, they like it. And part of the reason why they like it is because what they're tasting is fresh fruit. So if you're tasting the strawberries and champagne, you're tasting strawberries and champagne. Right. And people, people like that taste profile, so that works. And so it's, it's a little bit thicker than what it would be if it was wine, but the thickness is what allows it to, to cling to the leaves and the lettuce or whatever. Right. So, yeah, so, so now that you've told me that you, uh, that you have uh, um, these, all these communication vehicles and social media, number, I'll have to hit, hit you up to help me promote my product once I actually have it in the bottle. Exactly. A good question is, yes. are these uh, meals, um, are they easily digestible? I mean, because they can be healthy, but I'm not going to eat it if I can't digest it, you know? Well, you, so if you have a salad dressing, what are you going to put it on? Unless you're planning on drinking it from the bottle. I might, type thing. Exactly. Well, let's just talk about that. So what happened was um, the people who had it at first were um, doing different kinds of experiments with it. So I had a woman that, um, sort of like I had another one that was blueberries and red wine was a salad dressing. And... Um, she just said, I'm putting that on my pancakes <laughs> because right. typically syrup is, has so much sugar in it. Mm -hmm. And so for her, that was a great alternative. I had another person who took the strawberry and champagne one and made um, popsicles with it. 
because it's actually uh, champagne vinegar. It's not champagne wine. And um, and so she said, look, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's basically, it's like strawberry juice and I'm, you're freezing it in an ice cube tray and giving it to their kids. And I was like, I, I never thought of that. And so what I began to realize is that there was a number of ways that people were using this stuff. People were using them in um, like coleslaw and making all these different flavors. Like I had the, this um, pineapple coleslaw. <laughs> I, never, I never had anything like that before, but I had one, one of the dressings was uh, pineapple and Polynesian spice. That's and so, mm. anyway, so, so, you know, people were working with it, obviously coming up with all these ways to use it. And, and for them, the plus was um, that it was also now healthy. So it gave them a tool. If like, if you were a dietitian, it gave you a tool to start creating other kinds of dishes, knowing that you had this core base to work with. That's awesome. <clears throat> I know um, when you mentioned about the different type of allergens, is it yes. food, the soy, the dairy, and all that yep. stuff, you know, uh, with us having irritable bowel disease, that those are a lot of the triggering foods for us. And I know a lot of persons now are focusing more on the, the gluten, gluten, and the people have these other type of allergies. As you get older, your body do change. Like, as I got older, I had developed a food intolerance to peanuts. Mm. I cannot eat. And then lately, I have developed one to cashews. Mm. Now it's almonds. So I'm learning that my body cannot digest foods as such, mm. but more of the natural foods I can eat. However, I've learned now that I cannot eat like a lot of fruit, like watermelon. I had watermelon last week and it made me very, very, very uncomfortable. And it really um, had like a little interaction with my Crohn's. But I think that what you're doing is awesome. A lot of persons could really benefit from what you have going on because a lot of persons are trying to get more on the healthier side. Look at CJ, his hair raised up <laughs> on the healthier <laughs> side. But we want to like, live and enjoy food with taste but still be able to be healthy in the process of us, you know, eating the good food. So the food, you, the juices you mentioned, that um, Parmesan, pineapple, I was like, God, it sounds like <laughs> I mean, it's, they sound so tasty. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Sound, it sound, I have never had them before, but I can only imagine how they taste, how you sound, how you, how you talk about them so much, pat, with much passion. But I think this is awesome. I would love to, to have – that right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. 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 But um. But yeah. But you know. But yeah. But speaking of, like yeah, social media. I mean, that's you know, you're you know, you're. I mean, I mean, like you're. I mean, these products are you know are right. You know, for you know for uh social media and stuff and you know you know and just you know and you're mentioning how how people um you know make you know make their own stuff out of that. I mean, you could have just a whole page out of just people. You know, making all this, all these cool, all these cool things with your products and stuff, and you know, showing the showing the versatility of them and stuff, and you know, that, you know so, it, I, so it's true. It's funny. I remember, um, I remember one time, um, they somebody, this woman was tasting the sangria salad dressing, mm. and she was like, um, "Man, I love this on ice cream." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Thinking, like that, that goes totally against the healthy part. But, <laughs> but I understood what she was saying is because you know, it, you know, it's not chocolate sauce, it's not peanut sauce, or, you know, it's like it's like this is like a whole other way to um, think about dessert toppings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but it's the same thing. And and again, what I was trying to do, and you guys will appreciate this, I said let's just do like the lowest common denominator so that we that the most people can have it. And and part of the reason why I did it was because 
like let's say you have 10 people over for a, a dinner party or dinner or Thanksgiving or anything like that, right? right. I guarantee you that there's people there who are going to say, I'm on this diet, that diet, yeah. I have whatever. So, so what I was afraid of is what I had seen in my house is that you'd have people over and then somebody would have, you know, whatever it is that their particular diet and they would get like a salad. Everybody else would get to, to eat the fried chicken. Everybody else would get the ribs. Like everybody else would get all the good food and be like, "Okay, this is what you get." And yeah. I said, "That's not inclusive. Like we should all be able to eat the same same meal." And I said, "How do you feel being left out? Like everybody, you know?" So I was coming from that perspective, which is why I was so focused on trying to make something that was basically compatible with the wide range of diets. So when I looked at first, I looked at one time at U.S. News and World Report. And at that time, they had 23 diets that, that, that existed. And what I had created was compatible with all 23 of them. And that was, that was what I had in mind. Mm. That's cool. amazing. So are you, are, are you vegan? Do you have any type of diet restriction connection, connection to that? I should, but I, I don't. I eat all this stuff. I, could, I told people I couldn't be vegan because I like barbecue too much. Okay. And I don't eat barbecue like barbecue hamburger, barbecue <laughs> Like, I want some like ribs and yeah. stuff. Wrap it up. Right, right, right. right. You know, all, <laughs> all of it type thing. You know, I mean, that's my, that's, that's my thing too. I mean, I like barbecue and all that stuff too. But yeah, but, you know, so, you know, so much of that fatty, you know, fatty meat is just, it's a big, big no. Uh, I love barbecue, but I had to. The barbecue went, doesn't love you? Exactly. I went like <laughs> two years without eating barbecue. Like a few months ago was like the first time in like a few years that I actually ate a rib. <laughs> I, loved, I loved every second of it. <laughs> I, stopped eating, um, I stopped eating pork and beef about, well, like two years now, almost three, going on three years. I did have a, uh, I'm calling it a lapse, where yeah. uh, my family had pizza one day and they asked me that once. So I'm like, no, nah, I want a pizza. I was like, nah, I ain't a little hungry though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pepperoni on it. That was the worst decision I made that day. Oh my goodness. Oh, no, Rene. My body cannot, like, girl, you know better than this. Why did you do this? Why did you do right. that? I know. I had, I know. I had to stop eating beef. Like, I'm Hispanic, yeah. and that's, we eat a lot of, like, carne asada and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly, I had to let it go because it's, it's, it's becoming too rough for me, like, yeah. to digest. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. making, like, my bathroom visits, like, way unpleasant. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and, and are you familiar with Crohn's and colitis? Um, only, only the crash course I got from uh, Jordan there. Was it that, was, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, I mean, he gave me like a three-minute explanation. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, well, well, I mean, there's you know, a lot of reason, a lot of stuff out there. I mean, but but just you know, but just from my perspective, yeah. I mean, Crohn's, yeah, Crohn's is this. You know, it can affect you know the entire you know gastrointestinal system and stuff and. Um, you know, people, you know, everybody's experience with Crohn's is different. You know, um, you know, I've had, you know, multi, you know, surgeries and, um, you know, resections and, uh, you know, temporary ostomies and all these kind of things and stuff. And, uh, you know, but other people just, you know, can, you know, do a diet change and they're kind of fine. And so, and so, you know, it, it really, it really depends, you know, uh, you know, like lifestyle choices and stuff can have a big impact on that. And, um, but, you know, but, you can do every one of the biggest things with Crohn's since it's a chronic condition and everything. Um, you know, you can do everything right. You know, you could avoid carne asada, you know, you, you know, you can avoid, you know, um, you know, pizza or whatever, 
and you know do all these things take, take all your medications yeah to, to take your medications and still feel like a big big you know big heaping pile of garbage so yeah. and so like um you know just Every, by, everything's a stress inducer everything yeah yeah, that, yeah that's the thing too yeah the you know the uh, all the you know life stresses and stuff you know go there's like a direct line to your stomach for that and that's so that's true I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I was saying like you know, so it's kind of like yeah. So not only did they do these, you know, health, you know, health, health, you know, health, healthy things, but you also they almost do this kind of like Zen master, you know, positive vibes to the, you know, good, you know, good vibes. You know, I, you know, I read Jamaican thing, you know, just to, you know, <laughs> the best, it, 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 right. DJ yeah. has colitis, so it's different than mm-hmm. yes. so it's different. You want to share it because like, it's still under the same umbrella of irritable disease, but it's more so like different parts of the, mm-hmm. of the so COVID. Crohn, Crohn's uh, affects like the whole, it can affect the whole GI tract. And uh, I believe ulcerative colitis is like the rectum or the small, small intestine. Only. Small intestine, the ileum, isn't the ileum? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, it also has a chance to turn into Crohn's. That's, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a lot of misdiagnosis um, early on. I, about me, one second about me. When I first got diagnosed with uh, irritable disease, I was under the scale of having ulcerative colitis. And the medication treatment are kind of similar to Crohn's, but some medications are more aggressive than others because it affects different parts of the GI tract. So um, that's why with us, we'd be very mindful of our foods because some parts of our, our GI tract can be inflamed with ulcers. So you may be doing good at one part of the colon, but the top part of the colon is doing bad. Like with Crohn's, it affects from your mouth to your anal area. So you can have ulcers and sores and scars and lesions and fissures and fistulas and abscesses. It go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But your gut mm-hmm. health is very important and the food we eat is, a, is an extra additive of us being healthy. But the same token, our emotional stress can also be a factor. So having the mental and the physical can be a big part as us being in a good day or having a, a bad day. So right. mm-hmm. And I think now we're, it's becoming more awareness is out there more now. You see more commercial on television. Beforehand, a lot of persons, I think, had this disease, but no one knew exactly the, how to identify it or no one took the time to really investigate or discover what was going on with someone individually. Yeah, and 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 Ed, you know, there's like something like you know three million people in the United States that have some kind of form of IBD, I believe, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, or Crohn's disease, and so you know, so yeah, so it's crazy. I mean, there's what, 380 million people in the United States, and so you know, so it's it's crazy. There's still three million people, you know, that have it, but it's very it's very possible, you know, just like you, that you know, you can kind of walk through life and not not really know that many people that have it because it's it's like there's a lot of us, but we're still kind of spread pretty thin. Also, you can get diagnosed at any age as well. Yeah, I know Jordan. He told me that he got diagnosed very young age, and yeah, yeah, yeah I got diagnosed when I was what twenty, twenty four. Yeah, and I was twenty, twenty six. Yeah, I mean, so that was you know, took me blindsided. It's amazing now because with the, I'm gonna say this with the lack of uh, education, like some individuals are not able to get their diets. Uh, to be changed. You have to drink or eat what they give. Like, for example, the whole milk in the store. If you have Crohn's disease, that red milk in the store, the red top on the mm, milk. Whole milk the whole milk. Right. It's very inexpensive, like a dollar eighty eight sitting here. And when I tell you one little blink blink, you'll be dead in the hospital on the table. But right. The whole milk, the, the uh, lactose milk, the new, uh, what's it called that with a little count on it? 
uh, something life. That milk. It's like I, milk. I know what you're talking about. But it's so good. I drink it now. It's so bougie. It's like five dollars a bottle because it's so inexpensive. But other milks, but other stuff is more. That's less expensive. It's not good for us. We the like bad food is more expensive, but. Have these exactly. whole and these um, natural um, remedies or natural foods to eat. The vegetables can be a big factor in, I think, our quality of health and eating healthy. Yeah, and so yeah, that's a that's a great question for Ed. And so yeah, so you know, you know, so so for your products and stuff, you know, for these, you know, marinades and um, you know, salad dressings and stuff, you know, you know, like what like what were the price points on those? Were those kind of like you know, you know, kind of you know. Were they, you know, were they, were they pretty affordable or were they kind of, you know, was the idea to make them, make them affordable or, you know, like, how, like what were your ideas or plans around, you know, pricing them? So, I believe it was going to be seven ninety five for 16 ounces. So, um, so it compared to, let's say like Ranch Hidden Valley or any other things on the shelf, it's actually less expensive, but most people don't realize unless you actually look at it is that something like a salad dressing, it might be in a bottle that's only eight ounces. So it might be, um, let's say eight ounces for $3.99. So you see the $3.99, you think, oh, that must be cheap. But obviously, <laughs> um, because it's so little product there, uh, that you actually have to buy two of them to get the same value of effect. But anyway, um, so on a per ounce pour, so on a per ounce basis, it's, it's actually less expensive. But part of the thing was on what was the actual size of the container that they're in. Gotcha. Oh, cool. Gotcha. Well, awesome. Well, well, that was you know, that was kind of you know my I think my last question. I think you know I think we're gonna um you know uh, uh, wrap it up today. It's been a, it's been about thirty minutes I think or so. Well, this was fantastic. Right. <laughs> I hope I get to nice. come back. At least right. you guys are fun. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, well, I, you know, you know, I definitely appreciate. You I guess you delivered. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. 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 Well, you know, well, you know, well, please, you know. Uh, you know, tell your friends, you know, type thing, you know, if you, you know, if you run my, my two friends that have this, right, right, yeah, you know, please, you know, if you know anybody that's, you know, that has IBD, Crohn's, colitis, you know, IBS, and they're interested in sharing their story, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, to me, you know, every walk of life with Crohn's, you know, is, there, is an interesting story to tell. Yeah, all right. And so, um, so yeah, so just, it's just, just in general, we're, we're, we're looking, we're not, we're not picky, you know, we're, we're, we're interested in everybody's story. And so, where uh, can we? I'm sorry to break you off, Jordan. Where can we find these products if we want? You, you to can't try find them unless, out? You, unless you know me. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you have to try you have to go, them out. <laughs> you talk to Jordan to get a hookup over here. Right. Say, Jordan, hook me up. All right, Jordan, yeah. do the thing, man. All right. <laughs> All right, I will make it happen. We'll make it happen. And so, you know, yeah, one last pineapple, right? And so, <laughs> yeah. So I know. So you know. So again, guys. Um, you know, we're joined today by, you know, my, my, uh, my dear cousin, Ed Gaskin, um, you know, check us out on, uh, on our website, www.cronesveteran.com. Uh, ch you know, check us out on our YouTube channel, the Crohn's Veteran YouTube channel. Um, you know, we're on Twitch. Um, uh, my, my, my buddy CJ Cabrera's uh, channel is called Chill Ghost. So, uh, so, ch so check them out and help us, and help us, you know, up, you know, up our, know you know per you know per, per show you know uh, watch watch rate that that would really help us out a lot um you know, follow us on instagram uh at official.crohn's veteran uh at crohn's veteran at purpuro and uh at crohn's underscore and underscore sexy with two x's um oh my right <laughs> and so um you know and, and so yeah the, the uh, you know the team is awesome over here and so in, you know so we you know appreciate you know all the love and you know all the support here. Please, please subscribe and 
Again, Ed, thank you for your time, man. Absolutely. I'd love to come back. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. Nice meeting you. Right, yes, yeah, nice meeting everybody.